I guess we should do this thing, huh? Fuck yeah, let's do this. All right. guys and welcome to another <laughs> oh, i don't know why i did that you fucking leave that in <laughs> let me let me try that one more time <laughs> hello <laughs> hello i did like turning to mrs doubtfire for a second hey guys and welcome to another episode of tip to tip with lou and chris i am mrs doubtfire <laughs> and i am lou <laughs> <laughs> that's lou over there and hopefully chris will join us a little bit later y'all uh yeah, episode 32. We're doing it. We're fucking heading into the mid 30s. We're we're fully grown now. We're not quite middle-aged, but we're getting there fast. That's right, baby. Um today we're going to be talking about hot topic. Oh, the favorite. hot topic of this episode is me working at Hot Topic. It was my <laughs> 30th job. And let's just do the occupational breakdown now. Occupational occupational Occupational, occupational breakdown. <laughs> you want anything to add to that? I got nothing. I was All actually right, well. going to do some sort of screaming in, you know, in the honor. And then of... I jumped and I jumped in on you with some doo wop. <laughs> exactly. What did I? You never know when one? I'm going to hit you with doo wop. Exactly. Hot topic. Uh, what a stupid name for a store. <laughs> What a stupid name for a store. We'll get there in a minute. I was a clerk, and then for a very brief period of time, I was a management trainee. Yes, I'm serious. <laughs> I don't remember what I made there, and I didn't write it down, but it's probably minimum wage because that company sucks dicks. And I was employed just under a month. We got another another monther. Nice. Doing this again. Um, And that's your occupational breakdown. Occupational breakdown! Breakdown. <laughs> so, well, this would be the year 2000, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, this would have been the very beginning of the year 2000. It would have been, I would think, January. I don't remember, but it, it, I'm right pretty sure it was... <sighs> pretty sure it was after Christmas. If it wasn't, it was, like, real close Okay. It's right around there. But yeah, right at the end of 99, beginning of 2000. And just because we're talking about it, I remember very specifically that when the New Year's Eve of 2000, I was home alone and I went to bed before midnight. Were you sad? And I didn't have any feelings about any of it. Didn't care at all. I've never been a New Year's guy. I don't drink. So that's like 90% of New Year's. I also don't really celebrate because I'm a fucking sourpuss. Why were you alone? I don't remember. I because I, 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 I think I didn't care. I think I might have had a duels as a joke with my roommates and then went to bed. <laughs> I don't like holidays. I don't like celebration. I don't enjoy like Fourth of July and shit like that. Hmm. I just never enjoyed it. It makes me feel a little uncomfortable. I'm a very I'm kind of a shithead. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind <laughs> of a like i said i'm a sourpuss 
I don't know. I don't enjoy festivities. Okay. God, I kind of suck the more I think about it. Yeah, you're a piece of shit, bro. I'm a real piece of garbage. <laughs> um, what I remember about this, I was actually going to get a shot. I was going to get a job at Tower Schomburg. Tower Records, like I came from Tower Records in West Hollywood, and I was like, well, I could just get a job at fucking Tower again. Like, I'm sure I can get a good reference from the one in West. And I, not to mention, like, the people who work there, especially in management, they know about the West Hollywood store. They're going to want to hear stories, so it's likely they'd want to hire me just to hear what the fuck I had to say about what it was like working there. Yeah. So I remember actually talking to a manager there, and the schedule they had available was not going to work with my uh, school schedule because I was so here's kind of what happened after I quit natural wonders I we talked about before how my half sister that I never met before who married rich was going to send me a couple grand to help me get a car and get me into school so I, I had gone through jumped through all the hoops to get registered at Harper which is community college in the northwest suburbs it's like the community college everybody goes to after high school if they don't go to real college and uh <laughs> real <college>. like 90 <laughs> yeah 90 percent of the people you and i know went to harper you know yeah. what i mean yeah. everybody fucking went to harper i went to harper uh and so yeah i remember i had to do all the fucking paperwork i had to do the financial aid stuff the, i remember it pissing me off because i had to get information from my dad and my mom even though i hadn't lived with either of them in fucking four years or something right it was like i had to get their tax stuff to get financial aid and i was like i'm I'm a grown up. I don't and I how old for all practice. I'm twenty three. Okay. It was so weird to me. I remember being like, what the fuck? Why do I need to call my I don't even talk to my dad. I don't I, at this point, I don't know if my dad's even alive. And <laughs> so I it, it was really frustrating. Like I had my mom had to fill shit out and send it back to me. It was really annoying. Yeah. But whatever, I got it. And uh fucking weird to think about me going to like getting books at the fucking college bookstore and having to take like gen ed classes like math and shit i had to take placement tests it was hilarious i hadn't thought about fucking school and doing that kind of work in four years five years like i i barely graduated high school so yeah me taking a fucking math placement test i got i was definitely put in the fucking <laughs> remedial math class with all the dummies <laughs> For sure. Like, it was the lowest of the low in that math class. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know. Dude, I had, like, four or five classes. I had, like, a some sort of a English class. I had a math class. I had an acting class, which was kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, I was kind of trying to get a job that would – that it was like – I was looking for a part-time job that would work with my school schedule. So Tower was like a full-time thing. They didn't have anything that would work with my school schedule. So I was like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Um, and the hot topic was actually in Stratford Square Mall, which two things. Number one, have you been to Stratford? You're familiar with Stratford? Uh, Could you find I, it on a map? <laughs> yeah, I've been there a few times, but I'm not like super familiar with the mall itself. I had not really been there that much until I started hanging out with Tammy and then she lived down in that area. So it was more her mall. Like that was as much her mall as Randhurst would have been our mall. Yeah. And she actually was working at a natural wonders, like part like half working at natural wonders in Stratford and half working at natural wonders in Woodfield. And so I was like, well, they don't have a hot topic in Woodfield. 
but they do in Stratford. And when we would go to Stratford, we'd go in there and like look at fucking piercings and t-shirts, like band shirts, and they had CDs and stuff. So, um, and it was like right at the beginning, like Hot Topic didn't have the reputation yet. You know, like I, it was pretty new to me. I don't know how new the actual store was, but it wasn't a cliche at that point. I mean, this yeah. was early, early 2000, end of 1999. So it was before everybody knew that Hot Topic was fucking bullshit, you know, <laughs> right. but it was right before that. It wasn't like way before. But I thought I was like, oh, it'd be a cool place to work. Like they seem to put good music on when I'm in that store. They're playing the kind of stuff I like. They're not playing. And again, this is this is before like everything in Hot Topic was trendy, even though the fucking name of the store is trendy. You know, (laughs) it's literally saying, what what do people want to buy? We'll sell it to you. But yeah, like I remember when I went in for my interview, they were playing Cap and Jazz. That's like, which is fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, nobody knows fucking Captain Jazz. I doubt they're playing Captain Jazz and Hot Topic in Nebraska, but Hot Topic in Northwest suburbs of Chicago, Captain Jazz might be on. Now, for those of you who know, don't know, do some fucking Googling. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember... Uh, <laughs> so, I remember this dream. I didn't remember it that it was the night before my Hot Topic interview until I read it in my journal. But I had a dream where... Me and Tammy lived together, which we didn't yet at this point. But in my dream, we were living together. And for some reason, Denzel Washington was pissing on our bed. Like he was standing up, pissing on the bed. We weren't in it. It was like he was in our bedroom, just pissing on our bed. And I remember being like, hey, yo, Denzel, quit pissing on our bed in my dream. (laughs) And then I woke up and I was like, that's a weird fucking dream. I love Denzel Washington. I don't think he would piss on my bed. But if he did, I'd probably let him. I'd be like, you know what, Denzel, you do what you got to do, man. You earn that Oscar and you earn that piss on the bed. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember that dream, but I didn't know it was the night before my <laughs> my Hot Topic interview. So it just gives me a good mean? excuse to tell you about that dream. Have I told you about that dream before? Never. Dude, I have some fucking funny dreams that I still remember from back in the day, and that's one of them. <laughs> I have another dream where I fucked a girl with a half-eaten banana. Like, I don't know what that's weird. about. For a second, I was like, so your dick was a half-eaten banana? No, it was like I was doing it manually, like with my hand. Yeah. The fact that it was half-eaten is what is funny to me. In the dream, it was it was half-eaten. It wasn't broken in half. It was half-eaten. Like I ate half a banana, and I was like, what am I going to do with the rest of this banana? <laughs> the only logical choice. Dude, I have some, I've had some weird dreams, and I remember a good amount of them. The, the ones that are highly amusing to me. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yes, my Hot Topic interview. Um, the guy that interviewed me at that Hot Topic, his name was Jay, but it was spelled like J-A-I or something like that. It was like very cool. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about music in the interview, and he was asking like what I've been listening to lately, like what I'm into, and I was like, oh, I've been listening to this band Coalesce a lot lately. That's really cool. And he was so fucking stoked that I knew Coalesce, that I was a fan. And then when he asked me, he's like, oh, I can't believe you know them. And I'm like, well, I don't know them, but I mean, I've like, I, you know, when I tour with a band and that was playing with them. So I hung out with those guys and, and he, he like, didn't mean, do you know them personally? He meant like, no of them. Right. And I, you know, and then he was like, you fucking hung out with them. And I'm like, kind of, I mean, I was, I sort of trying to like downplay it a little bit cause I felt like an idiot, yeah. but he was like, you're hired. <laughs> it's like immediately. It's like, you're fucking cool. Did that guy play which I thought was instruments? Funny. No. 
he was just a fucking hot topic assistant manager. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything interesting about him other than that he seemed to have decent taste in music. He was the one who was playing the Captain Jazz CD too. Yeah. And he wasn't related to the scene or anything. He wasn't like a guy that knew people that I knew. Hmm. He just was from the area and liked the music. So good on him. Um, I remember that the manager of that store, who I only saw maybe three times, the like head manager, she was like super like hot topic chick with fucking like piercings and tattoos and fucking makeup and hairstyle and outfits and like everything you think of hot topic this chick was and when i when i went in there with tammy and tammy saw her tammy's like i used to work with that chick at fucking this previous store they had worked at together (laughs) and i was like really she's like yeah when she worked there she looked like a fucking preppy like high school cheerleader girl and then now she's like a hunt and it was this was like two years before and this girl like entirely changed her look it was like she just changed her personality this is this is who i am you know it's like she transitioned yeah it was fucking hilarious um and then that girl talked shit about tammy later she's like was that your girlfriend i'm like yeah she's like oh she like had shit to say because they work together and i'm like yeah whatever like in my head i'm like you're a fucking moron but i was like okay whatever like I, I'm sure I was friendly and like not cunty about it. Right. But I wish I could go back in time and just flick her fucking nose ring. <laughs> <laughs> her stupid. She had like three nose rings. You know, like it was just way overdid it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. One of the things I hated about that fucking job, dude. Piercings. They did piercings at that store. Really. Yeah. And as an employee, I had to learn how to do piercings. <laughs> like, I had to pe- like, it was just ears. They only did ears because I don't think legally they could do anything more aggressive. Right. And it was, they used a fucking gun, just like Claire's or the icing, you know? Like, and I remember being like, do I fucking have to do this? Is there any way I can have this job and just not do this? And they're like, no, you have to do this. Everybody has to learn how to do it. I was like, fuck. And then I learned by piercing one of the other employees. And it was fucking traumatic for me. Nothing about it was like, oh, that was so smooth and simple and easy. It was like everything about it was like, oh, God, this is fucked up. I, oh. <laughs> like the feeling of everything about it was like not cool to me, man. I, w- I would never be able to be any kind of a piercer. It, I don't care. It's the act of doing it the act of it was just not for me i was not i did it one time and thankfully i never did it again <laughs> um after about two weeks of working at that fucking place i got interviewed very quickly they were like oh you're kind of a grown-up compared to the rest of the people that work here you know at the time i'm 23 but i can put a sentence together and i can shake the right hands at the right times and i can count apparently <laughs> and so they're like you know you, you you're probably wasted on just being a clerk would you be interested in being management like moving up and i'm like yeah sure why not so they put me in the manager training program which involved going to a different store to like start learning the more managerial type shit so that when a position opened i could potentially be put into it yeah and at some point i remember i don't really remember quitting this job but i remember never really liking it never really feeling comfortable I remember the drive was kind of nasty because we lived in Palatine. It was sort of, and it was, the weather was fucked up at the time. It was snowing and shit. So there was days where just the drive down there sucked 
dick and I I just remember being like I don't know what am I doing this I don't even need this fucking job really like I have the money from that you know my half sister gave me and I have fucking some financial aid money and I just was like I don't I don't need to do this fucking job I don't need to drive down here so at some point I was like fuck fuck this and I remember also that the when they put me in the manager training program the salary increase that was sort of on the horizon was laughable Ugh. i don't remember what it was but it was laughable. it was like instead of making minimum wage which was probably like 575 we're gonna bump you up to six and a quarter you know that kind of Get shit the fuck out of here yeah dude there's a lot of jobs <clears throat> like that that just fully take advantage of people like fucking spencer's gifts which i never worked at but it's a very similar type company where they pay the employees minimum wage and they play the key holders like 50 cents more than minimum wage and the only people who would do it are dummies or people who don't have options, don't know that they're better than that, don't know they're being taken advantage of, you know? That's garbage. Yeah, I don't know if that's still the case, but I remember interviewing at Spencer Gifts at, to be a supervisor and laughing at the guy when he told me what the fucking pay was. Really? Was like, yeah, no. Like, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't let you give me a hand job for that much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not to sell, like, the, the cheapest dildos you could ever buy. Right. Like the shit they sell at Spencer's Gifts is obnoxious. But uh, I digress. Um, yeah, that's really all I remember about Hot Topic. Before we get into the surrounding of Hot Topic, my life at the time, which I think is kind of interesting. Do uh, you have any questions about Hot Topic working there? No. Being but... in there for eight hours? <laughs> I mean, if you had any interesting stories, we would have heard them. But... Uh... Yeah, I definitely don't. I told you everything I got on Hot Topic. What I'm curious about is you got a car at this point, right? Yeah, at some point I had bought a used, uh, I think it was a Grand Am, but if it wasn't, it was something like that. Okay. You know, it was, I, I think I put, I didn't buy it outright. I She gave me three grand and I put down maybe a thousand or maybe 1500 on it and then I was making payments like monthly payments and the payments were like i don't know 250 a month or something like that they weren't crazy but they were a little more than i wanted to be paying a month and not have a job yeah but they weren't enough where i was like stressed that i wouldn't be able to figure it out um it was a fine car it was it was decent it wasn't great i had some kind of shitty moments with it i had it die on me once when i was driving on 53 going to woodfield yeah in the middle of 53 it just turned off Oh, what the fuck and i had to push the shit i was like in you know kind of the second to the right lane i had to push it off onto the shoulder on my on my own and we we're it was like bumper to bumper traffic Holy so i shit. got out of the car and like with you know one hand on the steering wheel and the other hand like pushing the door and like i just pushed the fucking thing over to the right like as people let me in yeah. fucking alone just pushed over and then you know locked it and then i walked from 53 actually right above where that tgi fridays was <laughs> yeah um I walked, I like ran down the fucking hill on the side of the slope from 53 and walked to Woodfield and I went into Natural Wonders and I was like, hey, uh, can I use your phone? <laughs> I got a call. I got a call a tow truck to tow my car to the dealer and some sort of electrical problem that they fixed. I don't remember how much it cost, but super not cool. But yeah, it was, it was fine. It was a used car. It was my first car. I don't really have too many memories about it. Okay. It was gray or silver. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I got I got the car, so I was able to get around myself. That's how I ended up getting, being able to work at uh, Natural Wonders and Hot Topic and all the future jobs I have till we get to Georgia. 
So, yeah, had a car, was going to school. Honestly, I don't remember a lot about school, and we'll talk in the next episode or two, two more about my college experience, but I did not go for very long, unsurprisingly. Did you go to any keggers? No, no, but I did join the gym at Harper so I could go to the gym and lift weights there. Was it a decent facility? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was solid. It was good. I can't remember. I I remember thinking it was shitty that I had to pay cuz I'm like I'm a student. But I still I like it was cheaper, but it was like cheaper than a gym membership would be, but I still had to pay something to go. Yeah, but it was cool. It was a good gym. Um so right at the end of me working at Hot Topic. I, I still was working there when this happened, but I've, I've told you this story. I've told you every part of this story, I think. But I was eating fucking nachos from Taco Bell. <laughs> Do you remember any stories I've told you where it starts with I was eating nachos from Taco Bell? <laughs> Not at the moment, but keep going. Good, okay. So some of this will be out, out of left field for you. Meeting a nacho, and you know, sometimes you swallow a chip at the wrong angle, you don't chew it all the way, and like it gets stuck a little weird. And then you're like, fuck, am, did I just cut my throat with a nacho chip? You ever had that experience? Yes. So I had that experience. And then the next day, I woke up with a sore throat, and I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. I, I, I'm not sure if that's the nacho or if I'm getting sick. And then on day three, I woke up and I couldn't fucking breathe. My throat had completely closed up to the point where even like I couldn't breathe through my nose. You know what I mean? Like my throat was. Yeah, I was like freaked out. I remember getting in the car and driving to the fucking ER like going. (laughs) 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 I didn't call an ambulance. I didn't call 911 because I'm a fucking man. But I definitely drove myself to an ER and they were like, "Okay, you have. I can't remember what they said I had, but I, I cut my throat and it got infected. So I cut my throat with a fucking chip fucking and it got Taco infected. They, they prescribed me antibiotics and they gave me a shot in the moment, I think. And then quickly my the swelling went down and I was able to breathe comfortably. And then I took antibiotics for the next like week and a half and it got better. But like days after that, we'd already planned this trip. So Dan, who I've, we've talked about, he worked at a, his family owned a printing company and they would do like work for victory records occasionally printing like liner notes and stuff like that now for those of you who don't know victory records is like a hardcore like kind of metally heavy screamy label i mean you know very aggressive music is on that label and i think dan actually like went out of his way to try to get them because he knew they were in the area and he's like oh it'd be kind of cool to print this kind of stuff so i can't remember what he did but he definitely kind of made it happen and uh Part of the thing that was cool about doing that was he didn't work for them, but he worked with them and he could get on like guest lists and shit. So he could get us into shows like that would be a little more challenging to get into maybe or even get us in for free. Just, you know, even if we could have gotten into, we wouldn't have to pay. Yeah. So sometimes you don't want to pay to see a band, but you'd see them for free. And then other times it's just like a cool show that sold out or that he could just hey, I'll, I'll make a call and get us on the fucking guest list. But there was uh, this show happening. It was Snapcase and Stretch Armstrong and Buried Alive and Saves the Day. Saves the Day is a weird one on that <laughs> on that <laughs> bill. But they were doing a tour and they were playing a show in Richmond, Virginia together. And we were like, hey, it'd be kind of fun to fucking drive to Richmond. Never been to Richmond, Virginia. We could drive down there and see a fucking hardcore show, you know. 
So we'd planned like we were going to basically drive there overnight and then see the show and then drive home. And, you know, it took just enough work. It was like a weekend, you know, like drive, drive down on a Friday night, see the show on Saturday, drive back home by Monday morning kind of a thing. And this is just and, you and Dan. It was me and Dan originally, and then our roommate Mike, the the younger dude who you know got punched out by the side of the road. <laughs> he wanted to go too. He wasn't really into that kind of music, but he he was like, "Oh, it sounds fun." I, you know, I, I like music in general, and I, I've never seen a show like that. Let's, you know, can I come? And Dan's like, "Yeah, why not? You can help drive." So, I was fucked up because I was on antibiotics. So like I was sort of having trouble kind of staying focused. So I didn't really drive at all. Um, and then fucking Mike didn't drive at all, so Dan ended up driving the entire <laughs> the entire thing. Basically, Mike was sleepy in the back seat. Dude, there was times. There was one point where he asked if we could turn the music down because he was having trouble sleeping, and Dan's like, "Fuck off." <laughs> we were That's driving back. Fucking lame, dude. It was amazing. It was so funny. We were making fun of that for months afterwards. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have a couple of funny memories from that. From that, have I? Do you remember everything about? Uh, that show have we told you have i told you about that show yeah i'm waiting for it all right there's a couple so one of the things i remember really well is on the way there we stopped at a truck stop to take a piss and we're walking through and it's like somewhere in the middle of ohio or something and there's a woman yelling at a guy in the parking lot and i remember the (laughs) the woman is yells at the guy you want me to tell him you're drunk and you're smoking crack on the bus and the guy replied, go ahead. He always he already thinks I'm a homo fucking sexual. <laughs> and I laughed so hard at homo fucking sexual. First of all, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> it was everything about it made me laugh, which is why I remember it. I hope he had a twang. Oh he, uh, he did. He definitely did. I didn't do it, but he definitely had like a southern kind of he already thinks I'm a homo fucking sexual. <laughs> like one of that. That was really fucking funny to me. Um, we got to Richmond, which I don't know what it's like now, but then it was not great. <laughs> it was very, uh, like, you know, working class factories. And I remember we went to a fucking Barnes and Noble just to kill time. Cause we got there. It was like pretty early in the morning and we had like the full day to kill at Richmond <laughs> yeah. before the show. And so we were like going to like malls and eating in the food court and going to a bookstore. Um, yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember I was outside of the bathroom looking at a book and Dan was in the bathroom and I remember hearing a noise that sounded like a fucking shotgun went off and then a woman came out of the bathroom like she it was like the entrance where women's on the right men's on the left kind of thing and then a woman came out and she heard it and it scared her and then he came out a minute later I was like what the fuck was that he's like dude that was so bad like it sounded like a shotgun like what the fuck did you do he's like i don't know man but don't go in there it was amazing it was like the acoustics of the room or something made it like echo in a way that sounded, it was like <laughs> it was oh intense God. but yeah we were loopy as fuck you know we hadn't slept we drove all night kind of a thing and then it was cold like waiting in line outside of the show and we were out there for fucking ever and we got in the fucking show I mean, it was packed it was like sold out um saves the day was weird because they were playing like their music which is sort of it's punk but it's like more poppy than hardcore yeah and the crowd was like a fucking hardcore youth crew like snap case you know buried alive kind of crew like they were 
like intense. And they, they were, it was one of those places where everybody knew everybody. There was like 150 kids all wearing the same kind of clothes. They all were like X'd up fucking straight edge, hardcore dudes, like, like real aggressive, like a gang, basically it seemed like a gang. I was like, fuck, what do we get ourselves into here? But, uh, the show was cool. Buried Alive, I fucking loved that band. I don't know if you ever listened to them. They're, I mean, super, they're, they're a hardcore. They're nothing but hardcore. You know yeah. what I mean? They're just all screaming, all aggression, like nothing fancy. Um, but I've seen, I saw them a couple times. I saw them at the fireside and I saw them, saw them at this show. And I think I saw them one more time, but they're, they're always fucking intense. But the fucking pits at those shows are some of the gnarliest I've ever seen. And this one was like even gnarlier. Like it was just everything you can imagine. Just fucking basically it's it's like a fist fight. It would look like a gang fight in the audience of this fucking show, but it was right. sanctioned. It was like, yes, this is part of this experience. And, you know, me and Dan are like not small guys. So we're in there and Mike's fucking way off to the side, like, fuck that. Yeah. But I remember at some point during I don't remember what I think it might have been Stretch Armstrong, but at some point, like something happened, the whole like crowd shifted, and I looked, and there was like a ruckus, like an unusual ruckus, like something happened. There was like a focus, and I realized that Dan was like in the middle of a group of like I don't know, fifteen or twenty of these fucking youth group <laughs> kids. They were all like swarming him, like it was like he was about to get fucking jumped at this show, and I'm like trying to get through the crowd, like waiting over there, like pulling people apart, trying to get to him. You know, yeah. like what the fuck is going on? And apparently a girl had gotten like hit and knocked down and he was like trying to help her get up. And another guy had like stomped, like getting through and like Dan fucking threw the guy, like basically get the fuck out of my way. I'm trying to get this girl up off the floor so she doesn't get killed. I think this guy was part of one of these crews. And next thing you know, Dan's like having to contend with all these fucking kids that, I mean, some of them were kids like 15, 16. Some of them were like 22, 23. They were all fucking like muscly and angry and tattooed up and, we were just like, fuck. I remember getting, by the time I got to him, he had sort of talked them down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's a pretty, he's a pretty, like I said, he's a good diplomat. So he, like, he diffused the situation. But I was like, fuck, are we, am I about to have to fight like 20 dudes with him right now? <laughs> so I was like, all right. <laughs> I guess so. Like, I'm glad I'm wearing my fucking boots. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was intense. It was an intense fucking show. And then after the show was over, Snapcase was cool, but about halfway through the Snapcase set, me and Dan were just like, you good? I'm good. Yeah, let's fucking bounce. Like, we weren't there to see them anyway. It was like, oh, I'd like to see Snapcase. And then three or four songs, I'm like, okay, we've seen Snapcase. Like, they're not, (laughs) they're cool, but they're not really our jam as much. Um, So we fucking left, and we're outside, and I think we're waiting for Mike to, like, do something. And we see this dude walking by, and it's the bass player of Saves the Day, who's, like, a kind of skinny little dweeby guy. And... And we're like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Like, give him, like, the, the, like, what's up? Like, hey, we know you. And the look on his face. First of all, me and Dan, we're both shaved-headed. We're both wearing fucking bomber jackets. We're both, like, <laughs> you know, like, pretty intense after that experience in that show. So I think he thought he was about to get killed. Like, just look on his face was, like, because we didn't look like Saves the Day fans. Right. <laughs> so... And we're like, dude, you guys did great. It was a great show. Thank you so much. It was cool. You guys are great. And he was like, so he looked so relieved. He was like, oh, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we, it wasn't really our scene in there. It was kind of weird. And I was like, oh, you guys did well. You played well. But uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. Scared the shit out of the bass player. Saves the day. Oh, 
he's actually the guy because obviously the band's like all all completely different except for one guy the singer is the only guy that's the same now yeah but if you've ever looked at the cover of through being cool that album he's one of the guys that was during that album because this was off they were touring that album so yeah it's fucking weird but cool and then i remember getting back i remember getting back from that show from that whole experience and being like i don't need this fucking job like i had taken i didn't take any time i didn't have it was like a part-time job so i'd have to take time off but we're getting back like i don't fucking need this job and so i just fucking quit with no notice and then um then i was like i don't why am i going to fucking college i don't i don't, I don't <laughs> that was gonna go be to, my next question <laughs> yeah yeah we're getting there i'm like i don't really need this like i don't know what i'm gonna do but i don't want to take any more math classes I, I don't need more math it's doing me no good to have math i have enough math i can do change in my head i can figure out tax without a calculator i can tip comfortably without having to like do anything weird i i all the math I need is right there at my fingertips. And also I remember thinking like, I don't know. There's something about it that was just very high school, you know, like classes at Harper feels just like high school with adults. Okay. And I was like, I don't, I didn't like high school and I don't like this. I don't want to do fucking homework. I don't want to. The only thing I enjoyed about it was the acting class. The teachers seemed to really fucking like me. It's weird. Cause every time I put any kind of effort into acting, I get good kind of feedback <laughs> You know, but I don't I've never like put both feet in, you know, like because I'm a yeah. fucking moron, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like I remember that teacher being like, oh, you know, we were talking about doing scenes coming up for this thing. And he's like, oh, you should do the fucking the fucking Ruthie monologue from American Buffalo. He's like, I think it'd be awesome for you. He's like, Have you ever seen it? I'm like, no, I, I don't know what that is. He's like, oh, it's David Mamet. It's really cool. You're gonna, you you'll love it. And I remember thinking like he wants me to do a monologue that he's calling the fucking Ruthie monologue. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's an unusual thing for a teacher to be, like, telling you to get into. Like, um, and I remember I had a scene where I was doing, I did a scene with this girl and I had to do an accent. And I was just winging it. I was just winging a fucking southern accent on the spot. And I was thinking, this is a terrible accent, but these people are enjoying me right now. So I'm going to keep doing it. Um, yeah, it was the only class I liked, but I'm like, I can't just take one acting class and at Harper which looking back, I definitely could have as a fucking moron, mm. but yeah, I fucking quit hot topic with no notice and I quit college. I basically called and like, I was like, okay, how much of a refund can I get? <laughs> I'm like, I know you can't get everything, but how much can I get back? And then I called tower Schomburg and I was like, Hey, I can, I can do that schedule. If you guys are still available or you're still hiring. And he's like, yep. He, I went to I called I was like hey can I talk to you and the manager had me come talk to him and I left that day with a job it was that fucking easy to get hired at Schomburg Tower okay um yeah what do you think of mosh pits I wanted to ask you about this I don't know if we've ever talked really about mosh pits um dude if I'm feeling the music absolutely like kill switch engage mosh pit and stuff like that yeah. but if I don't like the music it's more or less just trying to make sure no one hits me in the face <laughs> yeah you know it's like i've gotten older that's been my thing like just try not to get kicked in the fucking head you know like always you know I, I all the shows i go to these days are with tammy and so if we're somewhere where there's aggression around us my whole job is to protect her right you know we went and we saw um 
Jawbreaker at the Palladium, which is like a pretty big place. It's like, have you ever been to the Aragon, the Aragon Ballroom yeah. in Chicago? It's kind of like that big open space, you know, general admission. But we were like right at the front, like right on the gate. And I basically created a fucking wall around her with her in front of me. And I spent the entire show just solidly holding thousands of people behind me from smashing her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And like anytime someone would come up like stage diving or like crowd surfing, I was just like putting myself in front of her like, okay, I'm going to get kicked in the head, but she won't, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like I, I spend like shows. Luckily she's not super into heavy, heavy music. So like the heaviest it's going to get is something like that. But yeah, when we go see bands where there's like stage diving and mosh pits and stuff, it's I, I, I tend to want to stay in the back so I can enjoy the show. You know, we we got in the front for that one just because it was such a big place. I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to see from the back. But we saw Saves the Day do their 20th anniversary through Being Cool tour at the House of Blues. And we stood by the fucking soundboard, posted up there so we could see everything. But we weren't like right in the face and not dealing with all that bullshit. But I have some really good mosh pit memories. Like I remember one that stands out to me. We saw Boy Sets Fire Reach the Sky at the Fireside. And it was me and Dan. It was around the same time period, which is why it came to mind when I was thinking about this. Um, but I remember that fucking, that pit was gnarly, right? It was just like fists and elbows and the whole thing. And we were just like dealing with it and doing it and fucking in it. It was fun. And then I remember, I don't know, it was like between the sets. So between Reach the Sky and Boy Sets Fire, I like went to the back to take a leak and I saw Shane, my old drummer from before we were talking, we've talked about, I saw him at the show. He was like there independently. I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Cause he's, it wasn't really his scene. And he was there with like a friend, but he's like, were you just in that fucking mosh pit? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. He's like, fuck. He's like, I, I just saw a girl come out of there with teeth missing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she got her teeth knocked out. Like, <laughs> came walking out of the pit like holding her fucking face with teeth in her hand i was like yeah it was pretty intense <laughs> but funny, yeah it made me laugh i just remember looking his face like who are you you know because we go to, like emo shows and shit together but he never went to hardcore shows with me yeah. but yeah i got especially with dan like when me and dan were together it was like okay now we're doing this thing but yeah it's pretty fun pretty yeah funny. i like it but <clears throat> It's a younger man's game, for sure. That's for sure. And it's more fun when you're in shape. Because when someone comes at you, you're like a wall. You just throw yeah. them, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do remember feeling powerful, you know? Oh, you get yeah. in there and you feel fucking powerful. And, you know, there's there's a couple of other guys in there who are, like, maybe at your level. But most of the people in there are, like, you know, a buck 37 and like think they're the shit this is their moment to their fucking windmill kicks and shit and then yeah. they don't even know they don't even fucking know <laughs> like, man you don't know you don't know this fucking song yeah so it's uh i've had some pretty fun moments in those pits do you remember the first pit you ever saw mm. now you probably saw it like on a video or something right before you saw one in person i mean i'm sure yeah <clears throat> i never saw one until i saw one in person okay the first one i saw in person it was the first one i ever saw it was we might have talked about it it was that church show the um cap jazz's band before they were cap jazz called toe jam yeah and we went and saw them at a church with a bunch of other like local shitty bands and there was a fucking circle pit 
like the it was like the entire fucking center of this like a gymnasium or something but they were doing the fucking moshing in a big circle you know what i mean like everybody it looked like a fucking school of fish going in a circle and i was like what is that <laughs> what are they doing <laughs> they're doing the thing with their fucking arms you know what i mean yeah, like, like yeah they're they're moshing and i remember thinking like i don't know what that is but it's very interesting to me <laughs> yeah dude that's cool yeah it's also so stupid <laughs> like how stupid it is makes it funnier and it's also funnier just to think of somebody who doesn't who's not into heavy music and doesn't really get it yeah and then having their exposure to it is like what are you fucking are you guys are animals you're literally animals no man like it's you're going the release like the know? music's playing now it's time for us to kick each other's ass <laughs> <laughs> exactly there's something very cool about it um it's very masculine and if you don't have testosterone, it might seem a little weird. And even without it, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. But overall, I, I'd give it a nice a nice eight, eight and a half on the PP scale. <laughs> but Hot Topic. Yeah. Hot Topic's a four. <laughs> hot Topic sucks. How do you feel about Hot Topic these days? Do you ever go in? The- yeah, it's weird. It's all like Harry Potter and Disney and... 100 percent it's it's novelty i mean yeah it's it's i go in there to look at fucking pop figures you know little fucking pop vinyl toys that's like why i go into hot topic now i've (laughs) bought a couple shirts in there over the years and yeah i don't know and occasionally the girls working in there are cute so that's kind of nice there's a place the, the place that the mall we go to now it's uh, in glendale called the glendale galleria they have a hot topic we don't go in there that much we usually go to their like sister store called box lunch mm. which i think is a funny title because to me that's a euphemism for vagina <laughs> but i don't know if i'm the only one on earth who thinks boxed lunch is the euphemism for vagina i don't know maybe that's just because i love cunnilingus so much but it just, isn't that a thing? Like, I swear that's a thing. Maybe it's a thing for, like, Vietnam vets, and that's why I know it, because of my dad. But <laughs> whatever the case, whenever I see that store, it makes me laugh. But it's, like, instead of – it's, like, Hot Topic, but if you took the goth sheen off, mm. you know, and made it just, like, toys and tchotchkes and pop culture stuff, but without all the fucking dangly black suspenders. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like that. Then they're usually a little more chill in there, and the music's not so irritating. Because back in the day, you got your, your good music at, at Hot Topic, but now it's like fucking Bring Me the Horizon and whatever popular bullshit fucking metalcore that's designed for mall kids. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's not my it's not my vibe at all. So not so much Hot Topic for me. But every once in a while, they'll have something funny in there that I want. Yeah. That's, I've bought a couple pop figures from there. <laughs> I love that we go from talking about mosh pits and people's teeth getting knocked out to me talking about being like a pop connoisseur. <laughs> I'm looking at your fucking... Uh, Can you see him back there? Yeah. yeah. I have about 60 of them now. That's a collection. They're, they're fun. I like them. They make me feel good. I look at them and I feel a little bit of joy in my heart. That's very cute. I see I see sexy Jeff Goldblum laying on his side and I think, I think that's funny. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. Any anything else you want to say about this period of my uh my life? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, where we, we going next we time? Made, 
Next time we, I mean, you already know because I told you we're going to Tower Schomburg. <laughs> but they didn't know. They well, they did because I told them too a minute ago. I said I I called the manager and asked him if I could get that job, and he said yes. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking tired. You're over there like. <laughs> it's all good, man. But I love you. Good. I'm excited for next time. Yeah, we're going to talk about, do this this next episode, we're going to have to find something else to talk about because I don't remember shit about Tower Schomburg. <laughs> so come prepared with some stories, motherfucker. Okay. You can tell me about shopping at Tower Schomburg. You probably remember more than I do about working there. But either way, we'll find out uh, what I actually remember you know, next time around. I appreciate you, man. All right. Love you. I love I loved doing this with you. <laughs> it's me and you, bro. Let's keep doing it. Okay. Take it easy.